Hello and welcome to Save Your Life with Steph Beck podcast, episode number three. Today we have a special guest. I was on his podcast and now he's on mine, Mr. Adam Pike. Hello, Adam. Look at you going with your own podcast and stuff. Jesus. I know, man. I'm actually quite excited about this because I feel like yours and mine episode was, was legit the best one. And I like I I don't know if it was just all of your following, but like I had a lot of feedback from that episode. And like people were telling me, like, man, that episode was so good. So hopefully we can bang out another banger here today. Yeah, I had to have you on. You know, I had to have you on. So what I wanted to talk about today was how do you feel like Big Brother brought you out of your shell? Because like being in there, the diary room sessions, and really having yeah. to check yourself. And I mean. I'm sure a lot of times on the show, you probably wanted to just run and hide and like not be on TV and not yeah. be out there in the limelight, you know? So like, how did it really make you face yourself? So I want to tell you something to Big Brother. Um, how I can explain it is, you know, when you walk into Walmart, like they got cameras everywhere, but you don't really notice it. So like you're in, you're in Big Brother and there's there's just like, there's cameras everywhere, but like there's no people there with like filming in your face. So you're legit just living in a house of people and then that just becomes your world. You know what I mean? Like the, f the first little bit was like an adjustment, but you know, weeks go by, people are like, they get so emotional because that's your life now. And like, it, it's, it's crazy to say, but like, that is your life. You're legit fighting for your life and you don't eat at the end of the game. You don't even really think about the money. Like, it's just like what's happening in the moment. So how do you feel Big Brother really changed you as a person? Honestly, I feel like if anything, it kind of like put me into a hole even further, if that makes any sense. Because a lot of people will think when you go on the show, right, you, you get off and it's just all glamorous and everything's just tossed to you. But like, that's not the fucking case at all. Because when you're on this show, right, this is like probably the highest that you're ever going to be in your life. And then you get off the show and there's just cameras and everybody's like, oh my God, Adam, wow. But then you, like when all that kind of dies down, you're like, well, fuck, what now? And then, and then uh, like legit, I took eight months off of the show, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go live my life and do this and do that. I dipped into a lot of my savings that I probably shouldn't have. If 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 I would have done if I would have done it again, I would get off the show and just go right back to work, just right back to where I started. But like I I think coming off, there's just so many things being tossed at you. It's like I thought that I was gonna have this 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 different life, but it wasn't even like that at all. And then at the end of the day, it's just you stuck in your thoughts. And then it's, it's almost like you're trying to chase this big high again. It's like, well, I want to get to that feeling again but you never can because like big brother's just a crazy fucking experience so yeah. that's i i'm glad you said that because that segues my other question is because i noticed how you've been transforming after the fact through your videos and through your self-discovery journey mm -hmm. so obviously there was a massive low after the show which obviously i i can definitely understand that so what kind of stuff did you have to figure out about yourself afterwards to get you to where you are now? Because I feel like you're definitely more of an outward representation of yourself on a more consistent basis now. Yeah, yeah. 
honestly, like I felt lost. I felt lost for a very long time. Like I, I was just, I was not who I am right now. And yeah. it's fucking sad. It's sad that I lived that life for a very long time and never really done anything about it. Like I thought I was doing the right things, but I, I really wasn't. So, you know, it really took me to become single and like, just, you know, go through that, that like there, I'll, I'll talk about that relationship because if I would advise anybody to go on big brother, don't get in a relationship on big brother, <laughs> especially Newfoundland. Like everybody was in our business. You know what I mean? So like that was just to, to get over that whole situation was, was, was quite difficult. Right. And like I was saying before this, um, like every relationship is like your best teacher. So I really discovered a lot about Adam Pike from my last relationship, from the relationship before that, from the relationship before that. I'm always learning about Adam. So like a lot of people would look at a relationship that went south and be like, ah, fuck that person. Like, I hate that person. You know what I mean? And like, they just built up this resentment towards that person. But no, I took this as a lesson in my life to know what I, I want now and what, what I don't want. Microdosing, well, that came into my life. And then that's when I really just started to like work on Adam and like, what does Adam really need to be happy? What do I like? What do I want? But like I said, like I was really lost for a long time. And ever since I started this microdosing journey and just, you know, I just switched jobs and I just feel like I'm just on the right path now. But it took a lot of dark, sad days crying to myself to like really understand myself. So do you feel like you're connected to your inner child? I think so. I'm very happy right now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm always very playful and just like carrying on and like, I don't let little things get to me anymore. And like, that's how children are, right? Like they're just, they're not thinking about all this stupid nonsense. They're just like, woo, let's have fun. Every day is having fun. And like, that's how it should be. And I, I wasn't like that for a very long time in my life. Like I said, like I was very lost and there's just a lot of days, right? So now that I've finally come out of that, I do feel like I'm having fun every day that's if you're not having fun in life and what the fuck are you doing yeah well i mean how we're meant to be really is our authentic selves not worrying about what people think about us or how we're showing up as or oh god i gotta check my hair i gotta check my face or, oh my god like yeah over analyzing things yeah. we're not like that as kids no they don't really give a fuck they're just living they're just living in the, they're just living in the moment and we don't live in the moment there's a lot of us out, out here that don't not live in the moment. Yeah, and, and uh, a lyric in a Nicki Minaj song is, everybody dies, but not everyone lives or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's so true. And I've learned so much from my daughter, just seeing her be. She's just being. Yeah, yeah. And that's really <laughs> to all of us is just to fucking be. That's my goal right now. I was, I was legit thinking about this the other day. Like, I just, I just want to live. What I find about microdosing, I actually made a video about this the other day, is some people got jobs they don't like, right? They fucking, they get up every day, say, like, oh, fuck this job, I hate this job, I don't want to go to this job. And they just build up this thing about how much they hate their job instead of like switching the narrative and being like, fuck, I got up today, I got a job, I'm getting paid. So like, that's what I find with, with microdosing with me is like, it just makes me 
appreciate those things and make me look at things different. I don't like fucking cleaning, but I'll get out microdose and I'll clean. Think back to a time, I'm sure there was many, where you wake up in the morning and you're just dreading everything and it's just easier to stay in bed. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Do you have those days? Oh, yeah. I have lots of those days. Yeah. I feel like now you're you're more, you're, you're probably more aware of those days now. When it used to happen before, did you get stuck in that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I find for me, if I'm stuck in a low, I don't do the things I love. Like I love posting online. I love sharing. I love talking, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And if I go on the missing list for six months, I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if I'm vibing and I'm feeling good, I'm posting, I'm sharing me and my daughter and the silly things we're doing and mm. TikToks. And, like, that's what I like to do. I, I like really reaching out to people and making people laugh, making people smile, making people learn. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, I've definitely had those days. I don't know what was the factor because before I, I remember I used to get in those, those dark days and like, like you wouldn't want to get out of bed. I'd be stuck in my head and I wouldn't be doing the things that I love. And I'd just literally be moping around the house. And I would just let that go into the next day, into the next day. But now it's like, I, I still, I definitely still have those days. I definitely still wake up and I'll be like, man, fuck today. I don't want to do nothing. But like, I start, I start asking myself, okay, like, did you, did you journal today? Did you work out today? Did you go outside? Like, no, I didn't do anything. Well, go fucking do it. Get, like, just go do it. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's so... I wouldn't say easy because there's definitely people struggle a lot more than, than others. But I mean, if you just take a step ahead and just, just keep taking a step ahead and do something, those dark days are just going to be gone, right? And then you just get on this path that I feel like me and you are on now. And it's like, fuck yeah. Let's go. I'm getting up today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go. And I just made a video actually about not letting people kill your vibe because uh, before we came on here, I went into the gas station and I was listening to my music. I was vibing. I was feeling so good. And the person at the cash was not vibing today. Yeah. <laughs> was not vibing today. And before I would have allowed that to bring my vibe down to match theirs. Yeah, But I think it's so important to be aware of those moments and allow yourself to elevate their vibe. Like, hey, come on up here. So compliment them. Ask them how their day is. I was just going to, I was literally just going to add on that. Anyways, I want to say people have bad days, right? And you don't, you really don't know what people are going through. And other people would like, maybe if this person, you're, you're working with somebody and like, they're just being like a grouch, like. They'd be going to shit at home. Like, you don't know. Like, don't be nasty to them because they're being nasty. Just be the better fucking person. And just like you said, just, you know, compliment them. Bring your energy out on them. And maybe you might, you know, crack, just crack a smile on them. You know what I mean? But that's that's, yeah. that's great. Good way of putting it. And I find if you're in a good vibe, it makes people who are nasty uncomfortable. Because once I was in the lineup and there was this really lady and she was trying to use her debit card, didn't know how to use the debit machine. And she was taking so long. I swear to God, 10 minutes. And Mrs. In front of me was just rolling her eyes. Oh God, huffing and puffing, huffing, huffing. <laughs> looking back at me, rolling her eyes. And I'm just there smiling, having a good day. And when the lady was done, I, I said to her, I was like, 
they're not as easy as they look. Hey, I'm sure she felt bad making people wait. So yeah. I wanted to kind of yeah be like, it's okay, honey. You just have to be the better person. Like, like it actually reminds me of something. Me and Rebecca were um, uh, my girlfriend, Rebecca. If anyone was listening, but we were we were stood in line. I think we were waiting on like chicken wings at like Sobeys. It was on the weekend or something. But like the 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 girl or the lady in front of us, she was just so rude and like just nasty. Me and Rebecca, like we were both on the same page. Anyways, like she left and we went up to this guy and we were like. How's your day, brother? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, we just like made him happy. But like, I don't know why people are just so shit. Like why? It, it takes so much energy to be that shitty. You're choosing to be like that. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Couldn't, I, couldn't be us. And that's the thing. I've never been that myself, but I've witnessed people who are just miserable people just can't help but spread it. They can't help but spread it because that's all they see. Yeah. They wake up to themselves. They wake up to shit and they wake up to bad thoughts, hating people, making fun of people, saying, oh, that's not going to work. Just negative Nellies all the time. And I see how it's it's like a toxic cloud of shit. That's what I call it. 100%. And like it's it, it just it rubs off on the people, like you said. Oh, I actually want to I want to tell this story because. When I so when I first got off of Big Brother, right? There was just there was a lot of things going on. There was a lot of events that I was going to, and I like couldn't really give my close friends and everybody like all the attention because I was always on on the go, right? Anyways, not gonna say no names, but I had these two friends, right? And this one friend was like, "Fuck Adam, fuck that guy. Like he's changed. He's a different person. Blah 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 blah." Eventually, this started rubbing off onto my other friend. And then he, and he was like, they, they used to like carpool to work every single day. And eventually, he starts saying, fuck you too, Adam. Fuck you. And I'm like, so eventually, I'm like, man, what, what's, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Anyway, six, six months down the road, this, this one person that came to me and he was like, man, I come to realize that for me hanging out with this other person every single day, it started to rub off on me. Like their negative, like how he was talking about you every single day, it just rubbed off onto me. And then I then I started believing it. You know what I mean? So he was aware. Yeah, he came to me after and he he's, he really put himself in my shoes. And he was like, man, if I was you, I'd probably be doing the same thing too. And like, it's a big life experience. You know what I mean? Like all these things are happening after Big Brother, like events, all, this, all these things, right? But like, just to what you were saying, he was just surrounding himself with that negative, toxic shit, which went on to him. And then he was probably saying the same shit to other people. And then that's how you people just start fucking hating you for no reason. So anyways, he, yeah. he came to come to me and saying that. I was like, man, I'm, gl- I'm glad you've seen that. Like, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still me. It's just, I'm just busy. Like, you know what I mean? But- yeah. And it's so true. Even like when I got all the new equipment at my gym, me and a bunch of people were there. Uh, working on stuff and people were moving the equipment out, getting the equipment in and someone came to deliver something or pick something up and they were in an absolutely rotten mood and they were just rude, completely rude. And someone went out and talked to this guy and then they came in in a rotten mood. And then I'm like, okay, everyone, before we all start getting in a shitty mood, can we just become aware of the fact that we were all vibing in here just then? 
And then this person went out to talk to that guy in a shitty mood. And now they came, they came in and they're in a shitty mood. Let's just be aware of that before this infests our energy right now. It's an infection. It is. (laughs) It is. So we have the choice to get up every single day and just be a nice person, be happy, enjoy our lives. And it just, it it rubs off. You know what I mean? Like if you're being a shitty person, then your, your partner is probably going to also be a shitty person. If you're being happy and fun every day, your partner's probably going to be happy and fun every day. You know what I mean? So like, just choose to get up and fucking smile. It's not that hard. Yeah. And trust the fact that as you're staying on this path of positivity, that it's going to weed out the people that are not comfortable being positive anyway. Yeah. 100%. I've noticed that. I've noticed that a a lot in, in like my transformation and stuff, just the, it's just the people that I'm surrounding myself with, right? You only want to be around good people. Like, like I find before I would like have a lot of friends that maybe they were negative and like I didn't really care. But now the second that I'm around somebody that's fucking talking shit and they're negative, I'm like, no, no, not doing it. Can't do it. It's like the older you get, the more you realize the things that don't deserve your energy. Yeah, 100%. Your energy is and It's important. like you're going on the elevator and you got to let people off the elevator. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. We all fucking change. We're like, we're always changing. We're always growing. Like, you don't have to be in friendships your whole fucking life. It's like sometimes people just go in different paths. Same with relationships. Like, it's okay to break up. We just make it so hard for ourselves like oh i just can't i can't i'll leave you you know what i mean like i don't know how many times i've been like that where i'm like (gasps) you know what i mean but now that i look at it i'm like people change people just go on fucking different paths in life it's like what's that poem it's um reason season or a lifetime right like everybody comes in your in your life for a reason it could be a season it could be fucking lifetime i don't know but like we all change every single day yeah, and I really think that the more in alignment you are with yourself, people show up in your life for a reason. Yeah, 100%. Always. Like the right people will always come around. You will attract the right people into your life when you are being your truest self. Yeah, man, like even even thinking about my past self, all the opportunities that I've had now in my life, I, I wouldn't, I would have never got it before. I feel like there's like lately there's there's companies reaching out to me online and there's I'm just I'm getting all these things happening because I'm online and I'm I look fucking happy and I'm I'm talking sense and whatever and like I'm this energy's coming people are like fuck I'd like to work with him I'd like to do a do a collab with him No it's the energy yeah Yes yeah, it's the fucking energy if you're shit you're shit Nobody wants to hang around. Nobody wants to hang around. Shit, you stink. It's so true. It's so true. So what what did you learn about yourself that was holding you back before? Like, is there one particular thing that was holding you back from from growing? How I used to talk to myself and the the shit that I just used to man, I would I would be in relationships and I would create stories in my head that were not even like true or anything, and then I would like. I would believe it. I would literally believe it and like create so much problems in my relationship. And, you know, just not like trusting myself to do things or just like having all this like negative talk to myself. 
So like, I feel like if I never broke free of that, I would have these relationships that would always fail. And I'd still be stuck in like my old job, just hating my life. And I'd just be stuck there because I'd just be too afraid to do anything. And I'd just be like, oh, you don't deserve this. You're, you're fucking, you're not going to, you're not going to succeed. You know what I mean? Like, look at you. You want to, you want to do a podcast? You're like, I'm fucking doing a podcast. And here you are doing a fucking podcast. I, I actually thought about doing a podcast for months, but I was like, man, no one's going to listen. Like, I was too afraid to do it. And I was yeah. like, I was very nervous. And, but then I just hopped on and just literally just start fucking talking. But like, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Right. So, like, it's, you just got to invest in yourself, clear the fucking noise out of your head, and everything will happen the way you want it to yeah. happen. You just got to fuck put work and do it. Yeah. It's so true. And if you don't heal from that, you keep repeating the same cycle. Like, people will jump out of one relationship and go into another relationship without doing the healing work. And they me. will literally repeat the exact same cycle over and over again, repeat the same problem. That was me. That was, I could, I could write you a book. <laughs> I could write you a book on cycling relationships. You get in as all fireworks, whatever. And then as soon as you guys start getting feelings, that's when your true self comes out and then you're fucked and then she's fucked. And then if I have any okay. advice, any advice to give it, you guys out here right now, if you're going through a breakup, take a fucking year. Like, but like it, it doesn't have to be a year. You might actually meet somebody along the way. It's like it's like oh shit, you know what I mean. But like take some fucking time yourself. Stop being dependent on people. Cause like I used to be dependent on somebody for happiness. That's fucking insane. Can you like like that's insane that I would legit be like, oh. Anyways, man, like just make yourself happy, and then everything's just gonna come after that. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck is they're looking for happiness outside of themselves. Yeah. That is a topic in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're never going to find – no one can consistently give you validation. No one can consistently give you self-appreciation. That's stuff that got to come from within, and I learned that through therapy. I've actually never done therapy. I probably should. Really? I've never done therapy in my life, and – I feel like just the shit that I've gone through, like, you know, my mom and dad getting divorced at like 12 years old and like, just I just, dealt, I just dealt with a lot of shit. You know what I mean? I feel like I could definitely use therapy, but I'm a, I, would, I am my I, own therapist, I guess. I would suggest it to anyone, honestly, because I felt like, oh, I went through enough stuff. Life is my teacher. I'm my own teacher. But therapy really makes you check yourself and there's no shame on therapy because there's a lot of people like there's a lot of people that would legit be embarrassed be like i need a therapist or like i'm going like there's no shame man we are all we're all fucked in this in this world there's not like everybody got shit going on you know what i mean and like even childhood trauma like i feel like a lot of people deals with childhood trauma and they don't acknowledge it and then later on you know what i mean like I, I personally feel like all my relationships have failed. Like there's just a lot of fighting, right? But I grew up around my parents fighting. I love both my parents. I'm not talking shit, but like this is just fucking facts. And mm -hmm. I grew up around a lot of fighting. And then every single relationship that I was in, a lot of fighting. Imagine that. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're raised in a, a great environment, loving, compassionate environment your whole life. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking shit, but I feel like it definitely has an effect on your your later life. It does. And even maybe a lot of parents might say, well, we don't necessarily fight 
in front of our kids. But it's the snarky remarks. It's the backhanded remarks. It's the passive aggressive comments mm. that kids pick up on. And then they learn how to how to put that in other relationships. And that's like the dynamite. That's just a ticking time bomb to escalate a fight. Yeah. You know, it's like giving your kids the seed. Here's the seed. Yeah. Pretty much. And you take that and you plant it in other areas of your life. So I grew up with that too. I grew up with fighting in my household. My parents divorced when I was around 12 as well. So I heard all of these backhanded remarks. And even when things were said out of hurt, like if you're constantly hearing things said said out of hurt and not out of a nurturing, loving place, you're going to learn that as well. You're going to learn how to be snarky as well. And if, if anything that I've learned in my relationships, if, if, if you're in the heat of the moment, just walk away. Just walk away. Just just separate. As much as you're like in it, and I've been in it before. I'm like, you're just so passionate. You're saying all this nasty shit to each other. Man, just fucking separate. Like I, I, I feel like I'm more aware of that now. Like when things are getting it might get a little heated. I'm like, I'm gonna go in, over in this room. I'm gonna take a second. I'll be back. <laughs> be back in an hour. Like, it's okay. Just fucking separate. Like, it's, it's not take a time. But off. that is so valuable. That is so valuable taking time and taking time for yourself just to collect yourself. Even with anything, you can make a rash decision in business. You could make a rash decision for purchase. Yeah. With anything, if you're in the heat of the moment, if you're over emotional, even making a post online, I always check myself. If I'm making a post or a video or something, check myself. Am I feeling anger or resentment right now? Because I don't want that to come across. Yeah, sleep on it. Just take take some time and sleep on it. I was always like, man, I, just, I don't know how many decisions I made that were just like in the moment. And like later on, I'm like, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Just take, yeah. I don't even commit the fucking plans anymore. Every like people will legit be like, hey, like, do you want to do? Well, I guess I committed to this, but. For example, like people are like, hey, like, do you want to go here next weekend? I'm like, it'll be a game time decision. I'm not, I'm not committing to anything. Like, let me just think about it. Cause like how many times you make plans with friends and then it actually comes to the time you're like, fuck, I don't want to go to, I don't want to do that, man. I just want to stay on the couch. Like, I don't know if, that, if that's just me, but like, I do, do you feel, does that happen yeah, to you? 100%, 100%. I like when things organically happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you're vibing with someone, like, yeah, let's go for a walk right now. Or mm. let's go grab coffee right now. Yeah. Just boom. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Unless know. there's like an event happening or a concert or yeah, something. Now I've never been. That's different. But, and that's okay. I, another thing too, it's fucking okay to say no. Say no. Yes. I don't know how many fucking times. Well, it's my whole life, I was just yes, man. Like I, I was, I just had like fit in. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do that. But like now, it's like no, I'm not fucking going there. Like fuck off. No, I'm not doing this. No, not doing it. I'd want and even that in a relationship too. That creates resentment in a relationship. If you are with someone first and you're just making them happy and you say yeah. yes to everything, yeah. And then a year down the road, yeah. it's like shit. <laughs> think I'm like this, but I'm really not like that at all. God damn. I don't know how many times I said yes to things in a relationship, like past relationships. And I tr like, I go do it and I just fucking hate it being there. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's just a recipe for disaster. Like just say no. It is just be yourself. Like if your truth is to say no, or if your truth is to say, I really don't agree with that. Say it rather than be afraid to ruffle feathers. Mm, yeah. Cause that makes us resent. It makes us be like, shit. 
I'm in a spot now where I don't even want to be. And this person thinks I like all these things that I don't like. And I don't like all these things that I do like. And then you're just in a mismatch. Yeah. At the same time, sometimes you got to, sometimes you don't know. Maybe you, you like you'll you'll do something uncomfortable, and then you'll get in that environment. Like an opportunity might come up, right? You, you don't really know, right? But sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone because if if you if you oh, say if, if you say no all the time, because she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. Yeah, and I feel when it comes to more your morals and values, that's something you don't deny yourself on. Yeah. Like that's deep shit. Like that's core stuff. You can't fuck around with that shit. You got to be real with yourself and real with the people around you when it comes to your morals and values or else you're going to be in a situation where you're not okay with who you are anymore. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to segue into microdosing. I know you talk a lot about microdosing. So what is something you would suggest for someone wondering about it? Anybody that is looking to get in, into mushrooms and whatnot, I wouldn't recommend going doing a higher higher dose because that's that's what, what turns people off. You know what I mean? It's too much, it's too fast. And I didn't really know this when it first started out. So like when you microdose, you know what I mean? It's just very subtle and you're like, oh like this this is this is nice. I'm kinda happy. You know what I mean? And then if you're you're kinda wanna do some more, you can just up the dose a little bit. So a lot of people like have bad views on mushrooms because they hear about these like horror stories of people having these bad trips, wanting to kill themselves and all this bullshit. But it's actually a very wonderful, beautiful thing. But I can sit here and talk about mushrooms all day. So anyways, let's 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 change the subject. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. So with anything though, I mean if you overdo anything, even if you overdo exercise, it's not a good thing anymore. Yeah, man. That's that's another good topic too. Like I, I used to beat myself up if I never did a workout, and I would like I I remember if I like missed a workout and I was sitting on the couch, I would not be happy. I would not be okay that I missed that workout. I was just like I couldn't just sit back and fucking relax, and I was just so like in my head about like I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You don't. You don't have to fucking like one or two workouts is legit. Like. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I had a very unhealthy relationship with working out. And now it's just like, I actually really enjoy it. It's just if I don't, then whatever, it's fucking sit down, and eat a bag of chips. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm just I'm just like more chill with the workouts now. Yeah, I see that in you that you've moved away from extremes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still like I like I still like the challenges and all that stuff like that. Like, I I'm very competitive, you know what I mean. Once I start something, I got I got to do it. So, um, but yeah, I'm just more chill. I, I feel like you're like that too, because you you competed in stuff before, right? Yeah, I won my pro card in 2016. How long were you doing that? From 2012 to 2016, and I was just fixated on it. Like my life revolved around bodybuilding and how much I ate, and I had to weigh all my food. And if I had a gram of anything over what I was supposed to have. I felt like I completely failed. Man, I I actually don't know how you guys do that. Like to, to me, it seems like I respect it, but I don't like to to put in all that effort and time and energy to legit get up on stage and like you might come last place. You're up there for what is it? 30, 30 seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever. It's not long. Not long, and then like they're like, yeah, 
no, you're you're last place. Like that got to be a, a mental fuck on your head, is it? It's a complete mind fuck. Yeah, no, I've always come first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never. No, I did come third my first show, yeah. but I wasn't really invested in it. But I could see the impact that it had on people that almost killed themselves to get to the stage, and came last. Shit. Like for what? And even when I won my pro card. I thought it was going to be this massive revelation. And I heard Ty, uh, Ty Carter, is his last name? Uh, Tyshawn. Yeah, yeah Tyshawn, uh, speak about that when he won Big Brother. He was like, oh, my God, this is going to be this amazing thing. And it's just like, oh, that's it? Yeah. That's it? So you look around and, like, your life's not really changed. And you're checking yourself. I did all this work and I won. And I really don't feel any different. It's almost better to get second place. Yeah, it, it, it can be. Well, I mean, like anything, it depends on how you take it, yeah, how yeah. you internalize it and what you learn from it and your perspective. But I found bodybuilding just to be very uh, depriving and I just felt like I was punishing myself all the time. And for what? I mean, I, I get it. It's a sport and like you must have loved it when you done it. You know what I mean? Like you. Yeah, it felt like an addiction. It definitely felt like an addiction. So like same as if you're in an unhealthy relationship and it's toxic and you know it's toxic, you have a trauma bond. I felt like I had a trauma bond with competing. And I've worked with a lot of people that have come out of competing and I have to kind of reframe their mind just to think normally again on like, you can have a potato. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) like, yeah, you don't have a panic attack yeah like yeah that's that's something i tell people too like when i I feel like if you're just so fixated like people that just say for example someone that's like trying to lose some weight and you're on a scale like every single day and like you have a a donut and you're 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 just like (gasps) like you beat yourself up like it's if you just if you just keep fucking moving like you can have a fucking slice of pizza like i have chips i have i eat fucking i eat like shit like not a lot but i mean i definitely eat like shit and i have my fucking snacks i go up to fucking mcdonald's and like that's totally fine you don't have to fucking beat yourself up about it yeah and even like i bought those costco cookies cookie dough and it comes with 120 I thought it was 90 until I realized there was another layer. Like, fuck, there's 120 pieces of fucking cookie dough in here. And they're in my deep freeze. And there's probably 20 left. And I'm willing to give them away. Whoever wants cookie dough, take them, please. I'll have them. But like, it's okay. It's okay. But if it's a day after day thing and you're just beating yourself up and then it becomes a habit and then you're overeating the cookies because you're beating yourself up, it creates more bad habits. But if you can just have one cookie... Two cook- I I'm sorry. I cannot just have one cookie. I I just can't. I could eat a whole box. I could sit. I've I've sat down and I'd say easily like twenty cookies, just pounding them back. That's probably that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't binge eat. <laughs> well, sugar is addictive. Sugar is literally bioengineered to make us addicted to it. It makes our dopamine go on fucking crack. Like our brain scan would be the same as if we were on coke. So no wonder why we can't just have one. I mean, if you're just having one, you're probably torturing yourself to just have one. Yeah. You can't just, yeah, Lay's chip, man. You can't have just one. 
Yeah. So I won't have it in the house because if I start eating that stuff, it does change our neural networks in our brain. It changes our physiology. So that really keeps people in a mindset of being extreme. So it's hard when you're trying to live a balanced lifestyle and you're trying to just have one cookie. It like when you learn about the science of sugar, it really does fuck with the system. 100%. Hundred percent, and like when you're like if you're snacking late at night and you're just pounding back all that sugar and like salty snacks and all this stuff, you go to sleep, but like you're not like your insides is not going to sleep. They're like they're just fucking over. They're going overtime, and then what happens? Then you're waking up and you're, ugh, they're like shit. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, if you fuel your body with the right shit, and you know you're gonna wake up feeling a lot better. So. I actually enjoy eating healthy. I don't know about you guys. Like if people say like, oh, I, I don't like it. Like I fucking love it. It's not that hard. It makes me feel good. But you can still have like really great meals and enjoy it. You don't have to eat chicken, plain chicken and rice. Whoever the fuck. It's, I'm sorry, but whoever the fuck eats plain chicken and rice every single day, you're a psycho. Do you do that? Do you do that? No. Okay. No, no, no. Good. No. I like I'll have my mashed potatoes and I'll use urban garlic cream cheese and yeah. I'll mash it up, pink salt, and I love love salmon in the air fryer. Oh my god, make it crispy. Mm. Fuck yeah. It's I, so fucking good. I've been on the stir fries lately. I don't know why. We just been making like, these stir fries. We got like the special sauce that we make. Oh, it's good. Yeah. But it like, no, so I, I have, I have a question though. So like you were, you, I guess when you're competing like that, like does that, can, can you compete and still enjoy foods like that? Or do you really have to do the chicken, plain chicken and rice? That would be an entire another episode because <laughs> my method is completely and utterly different to what all the other bodybuilding coaches do. Now I don't coach bodybuilding anymore, but I can get someone shredded, shredded, not tracking their food. And people look look at that and they're like, what? There's no way. But I'm all about optimizing your insulin sensitivity and really using your hunger window. If you're not hungry, your body has the red light for food. Do not put food in your body when you're not physiologically hungry. And sometimes you might feel hungry, but it's actual thirst or it's boredom, or you're looking at food, or your body is triggered by a commercial or something, or even just talking about food or the smell of food, but you're not physiologically hungry. So I use your body's actual hunger cue and your hunger window and your fullness cue to actually get you shredded. I can get you shredded without tracking your food. So yes, it's possible. Yeah, tracking food is, I I've, I don't think I've ever done it. I think I tried one time, I was like, man, fuck this. Like, what? it's just so much time and energy. Like, I'm not tracking my food. I'm just going to fucking enjoy it, eat what I want to eat. And I find intermittent fasting actually works pretty fucking well too, right? Because I used to, I used to, I, I found that before I was always eating. Like, I wake up, as soon as I wake up, big breakfast, right? Eating all throughout the day, right up until I went to sleep. And I'd wake up with like starving hunger pains, like so hungry. Anyways, started doing intermittent fasting. Now, like, I get up and, like, I probably won't eat today till like, 1 or 2 o'clock. And, like, I'm not even hungry. Doesn't even bother me. And then I'll, I'll just have these big, large meals. Like, maybe, like, two meals. I used to have, like, five meals. And anyways, ever since I've changed this this up, I'm no bigger. 
I'm no smaller. I just realized I was just eating a lot of food for no reason. Yeah. And that comes down to insulin, insulin. Our insulin is supposed to spike for breakfast and then come all the way down and then come up for lunch and then come all the way down and then come up for supper, come all the way down and fast until breakfast. That's how we're designed to eat, to optimize our eating with our circadian rhythms. But a lot of people are so out of touch with that, that they're actually eating closer to the nighttime. So their sleep is affected, their mood is affected, their clarity is affected. But if you can optimize your insulin sensitivity, and glucagon is the opposite of insulin, and that's our releasing hormone. So that's what releases body fat, releases nutrients, and allows peristalsis to happen, digestion, and all that fun stuff. But I could have another episode on that stuff. (laughs) Sound like you know your shit. I've been just so invested in the chemistry, the biochemistry of it all for like, 15 years that I've, I follow the people that there's a girl I follow, the glucose goddess, and she literally has glucose down to a science and she's phenomenal. And then I follow a doctor that has his PhD in vitamin D, like very specific things. So I follow these people and I learn everything there is to know about this one particular thing. And then I take it and then I use it with clients and myself. Nice. Nice. Take your vitamin D guys because we live in Newfoundland. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like 10,000 IUs. I'll get clients to do 5,000 IUs, but even like there's studies 10, proving. Yeah, there's studies proving that 10,000 would be optimal. People are afraid of it because it's a fat soluble vitamin, so you can take too much. But studies show that it can optimize your hormones because vitamin D is actually not a vitamin, it's a hormone. Good to know. I've actually yeah, been, I've, so- I've only been taking, um, I've been taking like 3,000. Yeah, 10,000. Bump it up, dude. 10,000 and you'll feel so much better. Well, when that sun is out, though, I got to get outside and just get that sun on you. Yeah, get that natural vitamin D. I that feel is- I feel like it's almost like a treat when we're, when we like living in Newfoundland because like we don't get the sun often. But when we do, everybody's like, oh, my God, the sun, right? It's, it's, man, yeah. This is such a weird place to live. It is. The other day it was sunny and I came into the gym and I was like, hey, everyone. And everyone was like, oh, my God, hi. <laughs> it was such a good day. But like every other day that week, everyone was just like. Yeah. Like oh. uh, my girlfriend actually said that the other day. She's like, just look outside. Like even the same way like it is right now. She's like, if, if depression looked like a thing, that would be it. <laughs> I saw you post that. Yeah, and it's legit. Same thing today. Like it, and it, it, it is fucking. It is depressing. It is. It is depressing. It really fucking is, man. Like as much as people can say, "Oh, you're complaining," it really does affect your mood. It really does. Hundred percent. So my final question to you, Adam, yeah, is if you could give younger Adam some advice, what would it be? Honestly, I, I, I think I already said this, but every relationship is, is the best teacher. And whether that's a friendship or like a, a work workship or you can learn everything from those relationships. And it's, it's not always a bad thing. Now, younger Adam at like 17 and 18, like if I, I wish I would have known this because in those moments, if you're going through a breakup or something like that, like it is the hardest fucking thing in the world. And you just make that your, your, you just look at it a little differently and just learn something from that. Like, I wish I would have known that because I, I I don't know how many times I went through this, like 
heart crushing and like you get into this relationship you, you you dig yourself into a hole for months crying and like it doesn't have to be like that so like i just wish i would have known that in when like younger adam it's 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 okay to break up like i said everybody goes different ways everybody has different paths you meet somebody else and every relationship is your best teacher i like that that's good advice that is very good advice mm-hmm Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. I think we had a great episode. I think people are going to enjoy this. Thanks. Thanks for having me.